You don't have to wait for your purple bracelet to arrive to get started. Slip a rubber band on your wrist, put a coin or small stone in your pocket, move a paperweight to one side of your desk, or find your own distinctive way of self-monitoring now. Do it now. Then, when you catch yourself complaining, criticizing, or gossiping, move the item. Move the rubber band to the other wrist. Switch the coin to another pocket, or move the paperweight to the other side of the desk. It's important that you move the item. It's the act of moving it that plows furrows deeply into your consciousness, making you aware of your behavior. You must move it every time. Did you catch the very important word in the last paragraph? I said, when you catch yourself complaining, not if. Complaining is epidemic in our world. So don't be surprised when you find out that you, too, gripe a lot more than you thought. In this audiobook, you'll learn what constitutes a complaint, why we complain, what benefits we think we receive from complaining, how complaining is destructive to our lives, and how we can get others around us to stop complaining. You will learn the steps to eradicating this poisonous form of expression from your life. If you stay with it, you will find that not only will you not complain, but others around you will cease to do so as well. A while back, I was playing racquetball with a friend. Catching our breath between games, he asked, so how many purple complaint-free bracelets have you sent out? About 125,000, I responded, and then I added, so far. Taking a moment for that to sink in, he sipped his water and said, 125,000. That's more than the population of a good-sized American city. Yeah, I said, still trying to wrap my head around it all. And how long have you been at it? He asked. Seven months, I replied. 125,000 bracelets in seven months, he repeated, shaking his head in disbelief. Adjusting his sweatbands and replacing his goggles for our final game of the day, he asked, How many times a day do you think people complain? I don't know, I said. When I first started trying to go 21 consecutive days without complaining, I was moving my own purple bracelet about 20 times a day. He stood, indicating he was ready to continue playing. Grabbing his racket and giving it a few swings to keep his shoulder limber, he said, Do the math. Wondering if somehow I'd miscalculated the score of our last game, I asked, What math? If you take 125,000 bracelets, he said, and multiply that times 20 complaints per day, times 30 days each month, times 7 months, you get, well, well, it's a heck of a lot. Think how many complaints have not been made since this began. I stood a moment, thinking about this, and then walked on the racquetball court. He entered the court, approached the serving line, and launched one of his death-in-a-corner serves. My mind was preoccupied by his comment. I fanned the ball. I just couldn't stop thinking about what my friend had said, and ultimately he won the game. How much complaining, criticism, and gossip had this simple idea already helped prevent? It certainly seemed to be having an impact and the idea was continuing to grow. The church staff where I'm the minister was averaging 7,000 requests for complaint-free purple bracelets a week. We had shipped them to 80 countries around the world. The mail folder that our office manager placed on my desk each week had swelled to a sheaf of letters nearly an inch thick. School teachers were telling me that encouraging their students to become conscious of their complaining had transformed classrooms. Churches of various denominations were embracing the idea, not only giving no-complaint bracelets, but beginning complaint-free Wednesday night classes and creating complaint-free Sunday school curricula. 
People who are facing betrayal, poverty, life-threatening disease, job cuts, and even natural disasters were picking up the challenge to try to erase complaining from their lives. This thing had taken on a life of its own, and it was thrilling to be a part of it. In the summer of 2006, I decided to create a summer book club at our church. We would encourage everyone to read the same book and have classes and discussions about what we were reading. Wanting to select a book that would truly have an impact, we first looked at what our people needed. The number one challenge people faced seemed to be money. Couples and singles alike came to talk to me about being in debt, job uncertainty, and feeling financially overwhelmed. After checking out several books on the subject, we selected The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity by Edwin Gaines. Her book gives clear, concise, powerful, and measurable things one can do to begin to live.